Salutations, listener. This is Dr. Jazz, Nathan Holloway, with the Dr. Jazz Jazz Radio Show. This is the inaugural podcast, and I'm going to start and just spin some of my favorite records for you, some of my favorite songs, some of my favorite sides. It's a process. So, glad you're listening if you are, and without further ado, let's get to some of the music. want to thank the Voodoo Saints. That's a recent outfit out of Tuscaloosa, Alabama for our intro music, which is Dr. Jazz. Up first is one of the first songs that I ever heard that really kind of got me interested in jazz. It's the, the album my grandmother gave me. And the story behind that is she said well if you're gonna play a horn you might as well listen to real horn music and of course you know back in 1990 1991 you know I was just listening to MC Hammer and you know Vanilla Ice and Ray Charles and things like that I had no idea what was about to be bestowed upon my ears and it started and created the monster and started the obsession that's been continuing 26 years later now so I've learned a lot in these 26 years and I found a lot of moments of magic and I hope to share them with you in this podcast so the very first track is none other than Edward Kennedy Ellington the great Duke Ellington with Perdido Thank you. 
What a great track. Duke Ellington. And I don't know if you heard those high notes at the end. That's probably Cat Anderson with those super wailing high notes. Now you can imagine if you're, you know, 12, 13 years old or whatever, and you're just used to hearing whatever's on the radio, and you hear this crazy music, this music that grabs you, that just bounces, is full of such life and light and vitality, and it just sends you to a whole nother destination sonically, musically, aurally that you just never heard before especially with notes like that it's like you recognize by that age what a trumpet is and what it can do but man you don't think about the fact that music can sound like that with saxophones and things like that but when you put it all together it's just fantastic and I, that's one of the things I said, man, I gotta get me more of this. So, anyway, um, Perdido. Perdido, Perdido. It's awesome. Duke Ellington. Up next is a rhythm group, uh, is a rhythmic vocal group, actually, called the Spirits of Rhythm. And, uh, this is, I believe, around 1934. And... This is one of those obscure kind of groups that you, it's not, it doesn't carry the same weight as like a Duke Ellington or a Louis Armstrong or anything like that. But man, the music is good. So up next is simply rhythm. I hope you like it. That rhapsody in blue Yes, it makes me want to swing my rhythm too But what can I do? Rhythm, my soul is saying Rhythm, my heart is playing Everybody's rhythm mad And I love that rhythm too That rhapsody in blue Makes me want to swing my rhythm too But what can I do? Rhythm Rhythm 
Everybody's rhythm man, and I love that rhythm too. Wow, 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 Everybody is rhythm mad, and I love that rhythm too. You know, that brings me to another point that I really want to kind of share and spread over this podcast is that, you know, jazz is not this elite, highbrow sort of thing, you know. We're all, most of us, you know, who really, truly love jazz and appreciate jazz. What I found over the last couple of years, it is full of loving individuals we just you know we just want to spread the love and the good vibes you know throughout this and all the good vibrations that jazz music gives us so you know i love that rhythm and i'm wanting to share that rhythm with you so hopefully you dug the spirits of rhythm doing rhythm up next is one of my absolute favorite musicians songwriters performers Everything in the book, and that is none other than Fats Waller, Thomas Fats Waller. This man, if he would have lived long enough, I think could have rivaled Duke Ellington in his knack for songwriting and catchy melodies and little sayings and his fashion sense and everything like that. If you're not familiar with Fats Waller, Fats Waller is the one who wrote Ain't Misbehavin'. And songs like that. Um, but this one is a strange little song. And I, I got turned on to it just a few years ago. And it is by far up there with one of my absolute favorite Fast Waller songs. And it's called The Panic Is On. And it's just, it's it's frenetic and it's crazy. And anyway, enough talking. Here's the music. I hope you enjoy it. Fast Waller, The Panic Is On. Yeah. 
What is the reason? I don't know. Maybe she is only teasing. I hope so. The river is nearby. If she isn't here by tomorrow at dawn, I guess that I'll jump in. Gotta do something. A very loud, a very loud. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Fats Waller always had those crazy endings and them crazy vocals. So that was The Panic Is On by Fats Waller. In my opinion, as humble as that may be, one of the greatest tunes he ever wrote. So another part of this podcast that I'd like to share with you is not just a love for jazz, even though it's not jazz, it's also embracing a very near and dear cousin to jazz music, which is uh, a main part of the veins, main artery in jazz music, which is the blues. Now, blues can be, you know, many types of blues. I think Billie Holiday said that at one point in time, that there's happy blues, there's sad blues. It's like being sick or going to church or something like that. So it can be uh, a myriad of feelings to have the blues. You can be happy and be playing the blues, or you could be very sad and play the blues and be down in the dumps you know and either way the blues is therapeutic for whatever you're feeling and I want to take just a a quick side here uh, quick two sides actually and play some blues stuff so this first one is uh, a track by the great guitar player Robert Johnson and of course, this is the same Robert Johnson that everybody has inspired everybody, from Keith Richards and Eric Clapton to Willie King and a bunch of other great blues players and jazz players too. So here's some Robert Johnson for you. Yeah. 
my grand for two. I wonder what in the world we children are going to do. I'm the mother that the red heart. Yeah, she got on the sail, I mean. Yeah, she got on the sail. I'm the mother that the red heart. Yeah, she got on the sail. I'm the mother that the red heart. the Red Hot by none other than Robert Johnson. And for those of you who might not be familiar with the legend of Robert Johnson, Robert Johnson supposedly went down to the crossroads, sold his soul to the devil in order to become a great musician. That's how much music meant back then. You know, I mean, you wonder if anybody has done that with the music that's coming out today, but just saying. <sighs> Robert Johnson, good stuff. Well, along that same vibe, we've got one from the Empress of the Blues herself, Miss Bessie Smith. Now, this is something that I, I, I this is an issue I want to address, and I'm sure I'll address it again and again throughout this podcast. The issue of volume. I'm, I myself am a musician. Saxophone, clarinet. And even a piano player. And, and even <laughs> playing gigs, you know, everybody's just like, could you turn that down? Could you be a little bit quieter? But the thing is, is that there's such raw energy whenever you play really loud and you've got this strident tone with you and whether that's vocally or whether that's with your horn to have such a strident tone is a wonderful thing and Bessie Smith the Empress of the Blues truly lives up to that and I'm going to let you hear it for yourself this is one of my favorite Bessie tracks it's called Give Me a Pigfoot and a Bottle of Beer Yeah, old 
check your razors and your guns. Gonna shim sham shimmy till the wagon comes. So that's obviously a, a song from the Prohibition days with Bessie. But did you just hear her wail out there, man? Just growl and wail and singing all those bluesy notes right in unison with that piano. Man, that's good stuff. I mean, that shakes you to your core. You know, I, I'm recently reading uh, this book called Really the Blues by Milton Mez, Mezro. And he's talking about hearing Bessie Smith and seeing her at this club and how it just shook him to the soul. And I get that. I completely empathize with Mez Mesro because that I get that exact same shook to the core feeling whenever I hear Bessie. It's just it's like a mountain singing if a mountain could sing. So good, good stuff. Alright, so up next, I'm going to start taking you to some of my favorite kind of music, which is music from the Big Easy. I'm talking about Nolens, Louisiana. Or for you northern folks, that's New Orleans, Louisiana. But, you know, I got some family down there so in Louisiana. So I'm, I'm, I was born and raised in the south, if you can't tell. And uh, I've been to... Nolans more times than you can shake a stick at. So I love Nolans. And uh, it's very rich with culture for jazz. It was the birthplace of jazz, and many, many, many great musicians came out of Nolans. So, but we're sticking to some early jazz sides on this episode, a couple more episodes. So Without any further ado, let's get to Little Louie. Thank you. 
should say yeah <laughs> Louis Armstrong and the hot five hot seven recordings strutting with some barbecue now I have to say that is probably one of my absolute favorite breaks and solos in all recorded jazz history that break is is gold man and I remember watching this video even with Lee Konitz. And Lee Konitz would play that entire solo from memory. You know, with the piano player who was like opening up the top. And he would like strum the piano strings like that banjo. That I believe that was Johnny St. Cyr was playing with him. And man, just, the, just that kind of bounce to it and everything is just as fantastic, you know. So... Yeah, that is like one of the greatest jazz breaks in jazz history right there. And you got to understand that this whole thing of doubling up the time during a break and all that stuff, you hear that all the time now, but that's where it came from. If Louie didn't do anything besides just have that sound on the trumpet and have those those breaks like that and doing the double time and things, he would he didn't need to do anything else besides all the stuff that we already know him for with the characteristic voice and all that and just being a, a messenger of goodwill I mean Louis Armstrong is it man gotta love Louis so he was known as little Louis grew up in New Orleans and all that but that was Louis Armstrong and uh, strutting with some barbecue with his hot fives hot seven recordings on Columbia fantastic stuff every one of those is truly just like a winner you know uh, and by the way, strutting with some barbecue doesn't mean like you got some beef brisket under your arm and you're walking down the street. You know, it used to mean like, you know, strutting with some barbecue meant like, you know, you got a hot girl on your side or something like that. So, either way. Up next, we're going to give you a little Spanish tinge. I'll explain a little bit more afterwards. Enjoy. <laughs> Thank you. 
Ferdinand Lamoth. That's Jelly Roll Morton. Jelly Roll was always famous for talking about how real jazz had to have that Spanish tinge, that habanera rhythm that you just heard in that tune. And that last tune was called Spanish Swat. It's a great tune. It's a very indicative of that Spanish tinge that he talked about, that habanera rhythm. And I've read Alan Lomax's book, and if anybody is interested in Jelly Roll, I highly recommend that book, Mr. Jelly Roll. Fantastic read. Um, and listen to the Library of Congress recordings by Alan Lomax as well. Really, really cool stuff. Um, a lot of kind of interview-based sort of stuff with Jelly Roll talking about his history. Now, for those of you who may know a little bit but don't know a lot in depth about Jelly Roll, Jelly Roll claims that he invented jazz, which is not true because it's not something like a patent that you can invent. But <clears throat> the thing about it that's interesting is that Jelly Roll was the very first one to actually dictate onto paper through arrangements, etc., and compositions what was being played off the top of a lot of cats' heads, you know, just by memory. It was almost like an oral tradition until Jelly Roll started writing it down. So we really have to thank him for that in jazz history. So, but, <clears throat> you know, the thing about Jelly Roll is that a lot of people, he rubbed a lot of people the wrong way because he was very flamboyant. He was very, he was a showboat. He was very out in the open, very, very rigid, if you will. And um, I've actually found uh, a snippet by the banjo slash guitar player George Gano, who is a Creole from New Orleans, to give a little bit more in-depth insight into this because Jelly Roll Morton is famous for being villainized or vilified or anyway he's typically a villain let's put it that way but there was it's important to hear both sides of the story so here's George Gano with his take on Jelly Roll Morton I thought he was a great guy you see, because uh, he had his ways, and I mean his ways offended a lot of people. They said he was egotistical, temperamental, and, and everything wrong. But uh, when, when, when I, you see, I stood around him for eight months. I lived in the same house where he did at 131 West 131st Street in New York, at Mamie Wright's house. And I was with him night and day, every day. And uh, I found out that when a man is as great as he is, he can afford to be temperamental. Because he was a genius and a legend in his own time. I mean, he was no phony. Some cats are just temperamental. <laughs> Don't buy that, you know. But, this, but he was temperamental and he was a genius. I mean, uh, he just didn't like nothing phony. And I mean, uh, just like we was talking about yesterday. I mean, uh, every time they say Jelly Roll Morton said the creator of jazz, or oh, he didn't create no jazz, he didn't do that. One thing, when in his time around here, when he was doing it, wasn't nobody else doing it. And you got as much as right to believe in Jelly Roll as that bullshit they got about Christopher Columbus discovering 
America. <laughs> what I was telling you yesterday, yeah. this cat walk up on somebody's land and plant a flag and say, this is my land. And, buy, and on that same land, they got 400,000 people already there with their own house and living there. By, well, I mean, if it was just that easy, everybody can walk in everybody else's house tomorrow and say, I put my flag here. <laughs> I discovered your home. Man, Jelly, Jelly was great. I mean, I, I don't no matter. I don't care what nobody else think. When they say he didn't know how to read, didn't know how to write. He could read and write anything he wanted to put on paper. You take that for me. Him and I were good friends. Right now, I got some arrangements of my own composition that he arranged for me. Right now, they ain't nothing but paper. But after a while, they, they're gonna be able to command a big premium. Don't worry about that. This cat wouldn't buy everybody. In other words, he stood away from everybody. But if he learned to like you, you had a sincere friend. And nobody, nobody in the world had a heart as big as a whale like he did. I mean, you know, he'd take his cause and lend them to the sisters in the church. And to you know, go give money to the church and the priests. And they were crazy about him. Because I, I used to go to church every Sunday with his wife, Mabel. Every Sunday. Go right across to the Catholic church. Both of them were Catholics. And, uh... I mean, if he liked you, there wasn't nothing you can get, you couldn't get from him. But if he didn't like you, Pop, stay out of his way, I tell you. He shoot you, too. You know what I mean? That's right. I mean, what I say, everybody, listen, man, people tell you about who's good, who's bad, who you like, who you don't like. There was once a man walked this way that had no faults. No, none of us wasn't fit to tie this man's boots. But people rewarded him by nailing him to a cross for his goodness. What are they going to do with me and you? You know what I mean? That's all. Know what I mean? That's all. <laughs> that was Creole George Gano giving his take on Jelly Roll. That's some awesome shit, man. <laughs> you gotta love them New Orleans cats. Just speaking their mind and telling it the way that it is. Well, like I said, it's important to see both sides of the coin. I just like the way he said church. <laughs> not church. Not church. <laughs> Church. People at church were crazy about him. He used to go to church with him. Um, that makes me think of um, some more Creole patois, if you will. Here is the great New Orleans legend Danny Barker, another guitar banjo player with one of uh, the signature tunes usually played around New Orleans. It's called A La Pa. Sapa, 
Un jour, mon manger coupé en poisson. Mon côté a la langue. Moulez-vous, 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 moulez-vous comme mon cochon. Et là-bas, et là-bas, et là-bas, et là-bas, et là-bas, chérie, et là-bas, chérie, ma sapa. Josephine, la rester dans la rue de fil, la glisser assez et pomper, casser sans petit jambe fine, et là-bas, et là-bas, et là-bas, et là-bas, et là-bas, chérie, et là-bas, chérie, comme à sa part, c'est vous cuit, un peu pour moi, puis les dangers fruits cassés. Mettez la sauce tomate avec un gros plan fin et là-bas, et là-bas, et là-bas, et là-bas, et là-bas, chérie, et là-bas, chérie, comme ça va, ça va. Manger coubillon poisson, mon côté a la langue. Voulez-vous, 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 voulez-vous comme un gros cochon? Et là-bas, et là-bas, et là-bas, et là-bas, et là-bas, chérie, et là-bas, chérie, ma sapa.
Hey, la ba. That was Danny Barker. I love that tune. It's got such a great vibe to it. And although you probably don't understand a lot of what they're saying, I'll break it down for you. It breaks down like this. Decadence. It's just eating too much, drinking too much, having a little too much fun. And when you think about it, isn't that at the heart of New Orleans anyway? So it's it you know, if what if the Saints go marching in wasn't already around, it should probably be a la ba. Although here here is something that anybody who's listening to this should know. There's a sign at Preservation Hall and it says all tips, you know, all requests, you know, tip one dollar. Saints go marching in like twenty dollars. No, but no New Orleans based musician and no musician who plays New Orleans music likes to play when the Saints go marching in. It's like somebody going up to anybody, I guess, in the in the Army band, the Air Force band, and saying, "Hey, will you play Hail to the Chief?" Or, "Hey, will you play the Star Spangled Banner?" It's just like, oh, really? So, just word of wisdom out there, you know. Up next is, because I'm going to try to squeeze in a couple more here, um, Danny Barker's wife, Blue Lou Barker. And she was kind of the queen of innuendo, if you know what I mean. And this next song is very cool and it's called Don't You Feel My Leg Hope you enjoy Don't you feel my leg Don't you feel my leg Cause if you feel my leg You wanna feel my thigh And if you feel my thigh Wanna go up high, so don't you feel my leg. Don't you buy no ride, don't you buy no ride, cause if you buy some ride, you're gonna make me high, and if you make me high, you're gonna tell a lie, so don't you make me high. Said you take me out and treat me fine But I know there's something you got on your mind If you keep drinking, you're gonna get fresh And you wind up asking for this fine brown flesh Don't you feel my leg, don't you feel my leg Cause if you feel my leg, you wanna feel my thigh And if you feel you wanna go up high, so don't you feel my leg.
lesson in anatomy (laughs) I love those old cliches you know if you keep drinking you're gonna get fresh (laughs) now it's subway eat fresh anyway um all right so uh every podcast I at least want to try to do one modern group that is really making a difference and really staying true to these these old classics you know um and i shouldn't say oh because that reminds me of a duke ellington quote duke ellington always said i never i believe that music is neither new nor old and that's something to keep at heart duke knew what was up so this next group is uh the new orleans jazz vipers and they're around you can catch them any given place on frenchman street you know right outside the quarter you could go to the spotted cat you could go to dba apple barrel any of those places where they're playing and catch them and if you get a chance support the live music because these guys are fantastic and they are actually on this next track playing a tune written by fats waller called Zonky. Start to cut loose, get honky-tonky It's a good excuse to let your feelings run wild Shake your feet a plenty, don't be haughty Work them double twenty, that means party You make an Aussie entry, act just like a big child Well, got such, well, you know what I want to say Hot much, that tempo sure is hot that way I would bet a dime against a donut Other dances they may come and go But when you do the zonky You will want it to stay Thank you. 
introduce the zonky Start to cut loose, get honky-tonky It's a good excuse to let your feelings run wild Oh, shake your feet a planet, don't be haughty Work them double twenty, that means party Make a noisy entry, act just like a big child Well, got such, well, you know what I want to say I'd much that tempo sure is hot that way I would bet a dime against a donut Other dancers they may come and go But when you do the zonky You will want it to stay Sounds like he could go a whole nother hour just at that tempo, just driving that rhythm. Way to go, John. Robert Snow on the bass, and Nettie Vaughn on the fiddle, and none other than Tom Saunders on vocal and bass sax. That's why you got that low end in there. And that's from the New Orleans Jazz Vipers album, Hope You're Coming Back, which is a fantastic album, so... I highly recommend this album. So, yeah, I want to give credit where credit's due to those guys. They they work really hard and they're swinging hard. So, now I got to make sure I get one or two more in here. I can't talk about New Orleans music without talking about one of my heroes, which is Sidney Bechet. This man changed the tone of the clarinet and the soprano sax forever and nobody still plays like him there's people that try god knows i try too you know because i play saxophone and clarinet but ain't nobody sydney yet you know and in a world where most people are copying kenny g or john coltrane wayne shorter nothing against wayne shorter john coltrane or kenny g but it's like apples and Kiwis, it's completely different, and Sydney's just got so much force and blues and and wailing. It's like kind of going back to what we were talking about with Bessie Smith that that pure volume, that raw emotion and volume. So we'll probably play Sydney Bechet here and there on at least every podcast or every other podcast or something because Sydney's just to me Sydney's it. I love Sydney, you know. And uh, there will be stories that accompany in later podcasts. But for the sake of it being the inaugural podcast, um, we're going to start out with the the song on Blue Note Records that he recorded with a blues guitar and him on soprano saxophone called Summertime. Summertime. 
Sydney, bitch, hey. Hell yeah. Do you hear those growls of sound? Like a tiger. You know, like when he's getting down there and he's growling and them, them low notes on the soprano saxophone. I mean, damn. I mean, that's all you can say. It's just damn. And those wailing notes. Damn. You gotta love Sidney Bechet. So much blues, so much emotion, so much raw emotion and his sound and his tone and his playing and every scoop and every wail and every growl. That is why I love Sidney Bechet. Because he is unfiltered. The real deal, baby. Well, we got one more track I want to play for you. And we got to end with uh, Louis. Gotta love Louis Armstrong too. You know, this is one of the first Louis Armstrong songs I ever heard and it just moved me to my core since we're in that swarthy mode after Sidney Bechet's Summertime. This is Louis Armstrong with St. James Infirmary. St. James Infirmary Saw my baby there She was stretched out on a long white table So cold, so sweet, so fair let her go, let her go, God bless her, wherever she may be, she can search this wide world over, 
But she'll never find a sweet man like me. <laughs> Bragging. When I die, bury me in straight lace shoes. And a box bag suit, double breasted. Put a $20 gold piece on my watch chain. Yeah, so the boys will know that I died standing fat. <laughs> episode of the Dot Jazz Jazz Podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your patience. Hopefully you've enjoyed some of the music we've played. Look for future episodes of the Dot Jazz Jazz Podcast with me, Dot Jazz, Nathan Holloway with you. Um, until next time, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Be good, y'all, and jazz we trust. See you next time.